Can I start now? And can I get some water? Somebody? Thank you. Rona's got me. Maybe I'll get two cups. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want to just give a quick shout out to Busan team. All the Busan team members moved down to Busan, and then uh, all 10 of them are now settled in the city. Busan's my hometown. And I think it was never properly announced to the whole church or through the podcast that I am actually not going to Busan. So even uh, last Sunday, our brother Chris Prasad came up to me and he said, Bye, Myung-ha. <laughs> I'll see you in Busan. I was like, Chris, I'm not going. So a lot of people actually have been messaging me on Facebook, Myung-ha, how's the, your you know, life back in your hometown and things like that. But um, thank you for all your concerns. Because I think I talked about Busan a lot in my sermons in, like, uh, in, in last summer, in, like, in October or something. But then along the line, uh, plans changed. And then, thank you. And then uh, Pastor Christian and the church decided not to send me because uh, they thought I just recently got promoted to a new position, executive pastor. So it was, I think, church agreed that it would be better for me to be stationed here and oversee the whole three campuses. So I think it's a setup instead of a setback. So I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that I'm still at Hillside and overseeing different campuses. So I am not going. That's what I wanted to say. All the people listening to this podcast, please stop saying goodbye to me. I am not leaving for a while. Okay, so today's passage that I'm going to preach from is Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. If you have your Bibles, please turn there with me. If you were at the School of Word Missions, this is actually the passage and text that Pastor Sunny picked out for the preaching lab time. So basically, she gave us like three minutes to prepare a sermon, like on the spot. And then she said, I'm just going to choose whoever, and then you are going to come out and preach for five minutes or something, right? And can I be honest? Was it just me? I was nervous. <laughs> I was nervous that she would pick me out, but thank God she didn't. But then uh, during the three minutes, God actually gave me a sermon in my spirit. And I somehow knew that I had to release it, and I just feel like that is today. So the passage is Matthew 14. I think that day Brian uh, got up there and preached, and then Hewan, Sister Hewan, Pastor Benjamin picked out Hewan, and our Sister Annie, an Emmanuel student, uh, volunteered to preach, you know, and I was really challenged, because I was like, please don't pick me, please don't pick me. <laughs> I was being really nervous, of the, uh, you know, at the back, but um, I was challenged. Our house is full of preachers, and I'm really excited to see more preachers uh, getting raised from our house. Uh, let's read through the passage together. You guys read. Okay, I'm going to start off, and then let's read one verse each. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. You guys go? But the boat by this time was a long way from the land between... Uh, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Uh, 
But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, and beginning to sink, he cried out, "Lord, save me!" And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And I will just finish. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, "Truly, you are the Son of God." Amen. So this is a famous passage: Peter walking on the water with Jesus, right? And um, one thing that really stood out to me during the three minutes that I got was verse twenty-eight. I'm gonna read it again. It says this: Peter says this. If it is you, Jesus, command me to come to you on the water. And it really struck me away, cause um, it, Peter walking on the water wasn't Jesus's idea; it was Peter's idea. And you have to catch this, because um, Peter really didn't have to get on the water. If you really think about it, Peter was scared, and he was screaming with other people, hugging up, huddling, or whatever. Ah, that's a ghost! And they were scared. Number one, they were scared, and number two, Jesus was actually on the way to the boat. Jesus was only only thing Peter had to do was wait for him to get to the boat and then get in the boat together and happy together, right? Jesus didn't have to get on the water at all. But then it just struck me that day. Wow, Peter suggested. Peter insisted, Lord Jesus, if it's you, command me, cause me to be on the water with you. And Peter dared Jesus to command him. Hey, I will do the same. I will do the same. So, so tell me, command me, and cause me to do the same. And I think I was thinking I would have said something like, "If it's you, calm the wind down first, and if you could walk on the water, you could kind of sleep there too, right?" So see you in the morning. I think that's what I would have said, you know, because um he looks like a ghost, and then we're scared. Then like see you in the morning to stay there, and then I will check if it's you or not in the morning. But then Peter didn't say that. N- nothing similar to that. But he said, "If that's you, I will go there and I will check you out." You know. Peter really understood that if Jesus could walk on the water, he also could walk on the water. And that's why Peter dared Jesus to cause him to do the same. All right, you you tell me, you you command me, and I will do so. And I'm pretty sure, guys. I'm pretty pretty sure. That Jesus was pleased with this, so the Bible simply says Jesus said, "Okay, come." Jesus said, just said one word, "Come," but I'm sure it's filled with affirmation. Oh wow, you want to walk on the water too? You really got it, Peter. All right, come. I will let you walk on the water with me. And I think we can apply it to different situations. But one thing that really has been um, really stirring in my spirit is the area of healing. We all know that God heals, amen? amen. God says He's the whole Rafa, and that He's the healer. And that we all understand, we know that oh yeah, God heals. There's nothing impossible for God, so God heals. But God, when God says, "Hey, Myungwa, I am a healer," a lot of times I just respond, "That's really great. So go heal many people, God. I agree with you. Go heal many people." But do I really believe it? Do I really know it? I think if I really, 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 really know it, know what Peter knew when he walked on the water, I would, I would say to Jesus, "You, you were healer. If you could heal, I could heal too. So command me to go and lay hands on that person that's sick. Cause me to go to hospital and pray for the sick. 
you know, you, you tell me and I will go and do it. And I know I can do the same because Jesus, you did it. You are the healer. But how come that's not happening in my life? You know, I say, yes, I believe. I say, I know it. Yeah, Jesus, you heal. But then how come that's really not happening in my life? You know what I'm saying? Everybody? (laughs) So Jesus caused me to go and heal the sick. Caused me to go and lay hands on the people. And I think it's, it goes, you know, the same with like miracles and signs and wonders. We all know that God can do miracles. God can work signs and wonders. But we, we often just respond, yeah, yeah, you can. I believe that. But how come we are not saying, God, cause that, command me to go and work that miracle in my mom's life. How come my prayer is not like, God, you, you command me to go to my dad and preach the gospel to him. How come a lot of times my prayer is just like, God, you can change lives, then go ahead and do it. How come it's not like, God, you, you tell me, you tell me, you command me to go, you cause me to go and do the same thing that you can do. I was challenged by Peter. And by the way, I really love Peter. I think he's my favorite character in the Bible. And he's really sanguine too. Woo! And I see a lot of resemblance between Peter and me. You know, I learned from him a lot through his mistakes. Man, he saved me a lot of trouble because he went through that first. And we're going to jump to verse 30. Verse 30, that's where the turning point happens. He's been doing really great, you know. And then verse 30 is when he kind of trips. Verse 30 says, says this. When he saw the wind, he was afraid. Dang. And I thought it was interesting that the Bible says when Peter saw the wind, as if, like, wind is something visible. You know, Peter saw the wind, and then that kind of tells me that Peter's eyes were away from Jesus. He wasn't looking at Jesus. He was looking at something else. Number one, the circumstances. The oppositions that were there. That were there. And then the eyes of the people. Maybe the disciples on the boat, you know, watching him, what he's going to do, and all that uh, self-consciousness maybe. And the wind, just the, nat- you know, the natural, that, that, that circumstance that was causing him fear. You know, when Peter's eyes were away from Jesus and on the circumstance, he began to sink. And I think also a lot of times when our eyes are away from Jesus, our eyes are actually on ourselves. And, you know, how I'm so inadequate, how I'm not ready, how I'm not, not equipped I left this and that. A lot of times fear of failure. What if I try and not make it? What if I look like a fool? And Peter actually did. He started to doubt and he began to sink. And then verse 30, the ending is not that glorious. It says, Lord, save me. And he's sinking. You know, he stepped out of the boat so much. He saw like, so like, okay, let me do the same thing. But then he starts sinking. Lord, save me. And then he's going down the water. But verse 31, it says this. Jesus, and I want you to highlight this, immediately, immediately, immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him. Jesus didn't wait. You see, I knew you were going to do that. You Peter, you fool, you doubted again. Jesus didn't do that. He didn't waste a second on thinking, condemning him. Or looking down on him. I knew you were going to do this. Jesus didn't do that at all. He immediately, at his cry, Lord, save me. 
Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him. Brothers and sisters, can I tell you that it is okay to make mistakes? Oh, thank you, Lord. It is okay not to make it all the way at your first try. That you are really saved because there is unfailing love. And it's okay to make mistakes because Jesus is standing in front of you and he's going to immediately reach out to you. Because there is grace, because there is love, it is okay to make mistakes. And um, Pastor Christian and Pastor Aaron, our awesome lead pastors, they often tell me this. They often tell me, I, I say a lot of sentences like, what if, what if this, what if that? And then Pastor Christian and Aaron always tells me, Myung-ha, you can't fail. Such a simple sentence, right? But I often walk away or turn around tearing up. Because that sentence means so much to me. Like a lot of what ifs in my mind. What if I preach a terrible message? You know, what if, what if I make a stupid mistake at KM, you know, with the Korean ministry people? What if, what if this, what if that? What if I make, make a big mistake on the financial report? You know, what if this, what if that? And then I will say, well, what if I don't finish this on time? And PC will just simply say, no, you can't fail. Pastor Aaron will just say, you, Myung-ha, you can't fail. And I walk away tearing up because it means so much to me. It gives me so much safety. But is it, is it really okay? Did, did you hear that amen? <laughs> it's okay, huh? It is okay, right? It is okay because not only because my leaders believe in me, but it, it's because Jesus got me. He really got me. He will immediately reach out to me and say, it's okay. And my eyes will be back on him again when he holds me, when he reaches out to me. I'm going to look at him again. So it's okay. And we will be back safely in the boat anyways. You didn't lose anything. You know, you didn't lose anything. You made it safely back to the boat because Jesus took you back to the safe place. Um, as I was directing the leaders' banquet uh, at the end of uh, on the Christmas day, actually, and then it's the banquet to honor our active leaders, our small group leaders, ministry team leaders, and um, as I was directing it, one of my um, one of the most difficult thing was to um, get all the reserve leaders to to work and serve. So that kind of told me how much our active leaders actually do on a normal basis. Because I don't have to worry about setting up at other banquets. I don't have to worry about basically anything. Like food, everyone's got it. All the setup, service team got it. You know what I'm saying? Like welcoming, ushering, all the leaders, active leaders, they know what they're doing. So I don't have to worry about anything, right? All I have to do is just sit down and just enjoy my food. But then this time it was different because all the active leaders were not allowed to serve. So that was the day for them to have a rest, and then everyone else were supposed to serve them. And trying to get this reserve leader to this, and trying to get that reserve leader to do this, and all these members, and running them, managing all the work, it was quite difficult. But then what really, really blessed me was that um, a lot of reserve leaders stepped up, like out of 
out of their comfort zone. You know, it's nerve-wracking. It's their first time. They've never stepped into the leadership position before, but like running 20 people under them. Okay, you go do that, you go do this, and you know, set up the table, and then grab food, grab cake, grab coffee, and you know, you, you go find some table up here, and all this stuff. You know, it's really difficult when it's your first time. You know, think about that. Being in charge of something for the first time. But what really blessed me was to see them just doing it with excellence. I'm not saying they did a perfect job. I mean, if active leaders did it, I'm sure because of their experience, they would have done a better job. But because they just had that heart to serve and spirit of excellence with them, they just did a fantastic job. And I just really, really want to recognize them. Should I say names? But number one was Jay. Is Jay here? He's not here, huh? Oh, man, I love Jay. But Jay was running around so hard all day, all night. But he did a fantastic job. And um, I hope I, I gave that sense that he was safe to make mistake. Probably I kind of <laughs> snapped it in here and there because I'm so choleric when I work. But Jay, you did a fantastic job. And you were, you were, uh, you were, you were, really, you were really awesome that day. Anyways, I hope he listens to this. But um, all the reserve leaders did a fantastic job. And I really just just felt that, man, it's so okay to just make mistakes. There's safety in this house. And then so what, you know? Just make your mistake and then learn it. And don't do it next time, you know? And, <laughs> and because there's love, because they, there's that safety. And I just want to say, guys, it's okay. If you don't make it all the way through, that's totally fine. Jesus will grab you immediately. I think it was about three, four years ago. I forget. But um, I was trying to learn how to ride bicycle. So I didn't know how to do that for my entire life. It's like 20-something years. I didn't know how to do it. So I really wanted to, though. I always I had these dreams, reoccurring dreams of me uh, riding bicycle along Hangang, Han River. And then it would just, the whole night, I would dream about that. And then I would wake up, and then it would be a dream. So that kind of tells you how much I wanted to do it. But I had so much fear. I have fear of all the all kinds of wheels, like driving. I can't drive. I can't ride bike, and I, I can't really do anything about it. Like sliding, even like skiing, snowboarding, it terrifies me like crazy. But um, so one particularly like three, four years ago, we were on the way to Akujang, the Hangang Riverside, and then I was with my uh, friend Brian, Brian Kim, Eddie Taewon, and then Ki Hoon, and a whole bunch of people, and then we are. On the way, and then Brian started challenging me. You should learn. If you keep having those dreams, you should learn how to do it. And I was somehow convinced. Okay, you, are you going to teach me? Are you going to make sure I don't fall? And then he, was, he somehow convinced me to do it, right? So that day, we rented our two bikes, and then I got on it, and I was determined to learn it. So I was doing a fantastic job, by the way. So we started on the grass so that, you know, it won't hurt even if I fall. So on the grass, we started, like, pedaling, and then he was holding onto my bike, and then... For like 20 minutes, we were doing that, and then I actually got it. Because I thought Brian was holding my bike, but then I realized that he let me go like a while ago. You know, and then I, I turned back, and I was like, oh, Brian, where are you? And then I would stop, you know? But then that's how I got to learn it. So he, after like 25 minutes, I learned it, right? And then he actually, he was so excited. So Brian was like, okay, you now go around the whole track by yourself. It's like after 25 minutes, okay? And then you make one circle, one track, and then come back, and then you're going to, you're going to, you know, and then I'll videotape it. So 
I think Kihun, brother Kihun was there too. And then there's actually a video on Facebook, I think, if it's still there. So I, I, you know, started off and I was doing fine. I almost made it like, and then there's like a 20 meters left, right? And then I, all of a sudden, I still remember the feeling. All of a sudden got so scared, like, because I saw these little kids like running around and I was afraid that I was going to like hit them over, right? So I didn't know what to do. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was like, ah! And then I just, hell no, I, I just grabbed my brake really suddenly and really hard. And I was going pretty fast, right? And I just held it and then kick, and then I felt like forward. So I fell forward, thank God, not on my face, but on my hands. And then I just rolled off the bike. And then I didn't get really injured or anything. But I just remember the feeling. Man, I, all of a sudden, just fear entered me. Like, and I couldn't, I couldn't continue. And then I fell forward. And man, immediately, <laughs> Brian and Kiyun ran to me. Like immediately, one second after, they came and picked me up. And then Brian went to, ran to like convenience store, got me band-aids and... Immediately, they took care of me. And then I cannot forget what Brian actually told me that time. He, he said this. I remember it verbatim. You totally had it. Why did you stop? Like, why did you get scared? You totally had it. You totally had it. It kind of like echoed in my mind, you know? I was like, oh, my hand hurts. And I was like, oh. I wasn't crying, but I was like, oh, why did I do that? And he said, you totally had it. Why did you stop? Why did you get scared? You know, and you know, Jesus says something similar. He says this, Oh, you of little faith, <laughs> why did you doubt? But guys, I believe with all my heart that Jesus wasn't condemning Peter. If you just read it like that, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You know, it sounds like Jesus was condemning Peter, but that's, I really believe that it's not true. Jesus was saying, Peter, you totally had it. You're almost there. You're so close. And you were almost there. Why did you doubt? You know, you could do it next time. I bet. You know, why did you get scared? You could have done it. But good job. I think that's what Jesus was saying to Peter. Thank you, Brian. Anyways, so at the end of the day, guys, Peter walked on the water with Jesus. Peter, people say different things. Some might say, you know, Peter, the one who doubted. Some will say, Peter, the one who didn't finish. You know, Peter, the one, you know, just don't be like Peter. I know some preachers preach that. Don't doubt, don't be like Peter. But can I just defend him today? <laughs> it causes me holy jealousy for me to think that, wow, Peter walked on the water with Jesus. At the end of the day, I don't care what people say to me, what people say about him. You know, probably those people, those who say that, didn't even make it on the water with Jesus. You know, you can talk about it all along, but I admire Peter because Peter at least stood on the water with Jesus, even though he didn't finish his job. You know, uh, I'm actually going to Nepal this month. Yeah, our winter missions are coming up. And then uh, I actually been to Nepal five years ago. And uh, God did so much in me. And a lot of the Holy Spirit aspect of our missions, it all started with that trip, 2007. So uh, my leader back then, 
challenged me. I was a new Christian. I was a baby of the team. I was the youngest, I think. And then uh, I really didn't know what I was doing. But then my leader just challenged me. Myung-wa, I want you to share your testimony in public tomorrow. I was like, oh, are you sure? <laughs> you know, it's five years ago. And then it was like one year after my salvation. And um, I could sense all these excuses rising in my heart, in my mind. But I am a new believer. I don't even know if I have testimony. I don't speak good English. It was terrible back then. And I'm not ready. I don't have time to prepare. And there are all these other better people to share their testimonies. You know, I could sense like I was doubting a lot. But then um, somehow I just swallowed them all, all up. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. If I make a mistake, I'll make a mistake. If people laugh at me, let them laugh at me. And I'll just do it. So I still remember my first line. I started with this. Let me share my love story with God with you today. <laughs> that was my first sentence. I still remember what I was wearing. Gray hoodie with the blue lining inside. And I was wearing like... I, I, that, that moment is like a picture in my mind. Uh, I still remember everything so vividly. And then my testimony wasn't the best one. It wasn't the most dramatic one. It wasn't most glorious one i just simply shared how jesus took away all my loneliness and how uh, god rescued me from yeah all my bitterness all my unforgiveness how he yeah worked in my life and then um after that after my choding like childish basic testimony (laughs) three brothers got added to god's kingdom uh, there was a call for salvation, like whatever, uh, altar call. Three people stood up and they received Christ into their hearts. And uh, I don't care what people thought about my testimony, guys. Some people might have said, oh, her English is terrible. Some might have thought, okay, her public speaking skills, not that great. It needs some improvement. I don't know what people thought about it. But I can say that on that day, I walked on the water with Jesus. And that's such a vivid picture that I have in my mind. (laughs) And all my point tonight is really simple, guys. Um, You know, will you just trust him and step on the water? Will you look like a fool and would you be okay with that? You know, like I said, many people remember Peter as the one who doubted. Don't be like him, but I want to be like him. I don't care if I don't make it all the way, but I still at least want to step on the water with Jesus and, and be with him on the water in the moment of miracle. Maybe Peter was really immature. It might, might be true, but so what? He at least had the courage and boldness to step on the water. And he had that faith. If Jesus could do it, I could do it too. And I want to be like him. And I know... People remember Peter as all these different things, but I know Jesus remembers him as the one who stood on the water with me on the stormy day when others were just scared in the boat. And I think that's glorious. If if Jesus remembers me that way, man, Myung-ha, her English was whatever, but she was willing to get up there and be like a fool. And um, I remember Myung-ha standing on the water with me. And I think at the end of the day, that's all that counts. And this new year, 
I believe that you are all called to stand on the water with Jesus. And I want you guys to take it. And don't just wait passively, you know, if it happens, it happens. But let's be bold and courageous. And let's just say, all right, Jesus, if you could do it, I think I could do it too. Why don't you cause me? Why don't you command me to go and do it? Why don't you call me, God, to do the same thing that you did? And Bible promises to us that you will do greater things than I did. And then that is true. Jesus spoke in himself. Truly, truly, I say to you. And in 2012, I want us to believe that and actually take a step forward on the water and have that glorious moment with him. It's okay if you don't make it. He will immediately reach out to you and save you and bring you back to the boat. And you didn't lose anything. Can we all close our eyes and then pray together? I don't know what kind of challenges you guys are facing in your life. Um, it could be finances. It could be your job situation. It could be your family. A lot of you are going on uh, winter missions. You might be a little scared, writing up your testimonies. What if my leader chooses me? I don't know what you're struggling with. But um, guys, I want to challenge you. Tonight, I want the Holy Spirit to challenge you in a gentle way. Not because you just got to do it because Jesus told you to, not because of that, but because even if you fail, Jesus will reach out immediately and say, you are safe. It's okay. You had the moment with me on the water, and I value that. I remember you as a bold one, courageous one. I remember you as a one that almost made it. I want us to pray together uh, against fear of failure. I just feel like God wants to break the fear of failure off of a lot of you. Failing people, disappointing your leaders. I know it's a big struggle for many of us. And I uh, feel like there are some people, the more you hear people say, we believe in you, you feel like your burden is getting bigger. Burden to meet their expectations. And the more you hear, we believe in you, we believe in you. And it just felt like some of you actually feel more burdened and heavier. But that's Satan using that against you. It's not meant to be that way. And I just feel like God wants to break that off of you, off of your shoulder. And God is saying, that is not true. Feel free to make mistakes. And I am with you. I'm going to reach out to you. And you are not going to lose anything. It's okay. It's okay. If that's something that you um, struggle with, I would like to invite you to actually stand up. I'm not going to have auto call, but um, just to, as a sign of breaking out of that, 
that it's not of you anymore, that lie cannot be used against you anymore, you cannot fail. Brothers and sisters, you cannot fail because His love never fails. Because He always reaches out to you when you feel like you're sinking. I just want to invite you guys to stand if that's a struggle that you have.